Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show, we continue on. Didn't mention uh, Marquette got a nice win over Villanova yesterday, and that was when uh, Dwayne Wade showed up. And uh, Dwayne Wade is making a huge donation to build a new practice facility for the Marquette uh, basketball program. So that was huge. That was huge in this area yesterday. You got the Badgers on the road tonight. They're taking on Penn State, right? Grant, correct me if I'm wrong, they're taking on Penn State tonight? Yep, they're at Penn State. Penn State lost to Purdue on Saturday right after the Badgers beat Northwestern, and the Badgers are trying yeah. to, I think, 6-0 six and, six and oh or 7-0, oh, they're trying to stay undefeated in Big Ten play. Yeah, and uh, they have flip-flopped because uh, Marquette, who was number 11 in the country, has fallen off to number 17, and uh, the Badgers, who were number 15 in the country, have risen to number 11 in the country now. So they're taking on Penn State coming up tonight. Uh, and uh, in the NBA, you've got uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks tomorrow night, they are uh, the nationally televised game. They are going to be um, taking on uh, Cleveland tomorrow night. So the Bucks taking on Cleveland. And that's uh, in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. I think 630 uh, is contest time. Yes. In that one. I asked Jimmo maybe if he could come on with us tomorrow because we were pretty football heavy today. I have... Bill, if I can just complain for 10 seconds, the NBA schedule sure. makers have been so bad this year. They played the Pacers, what, four or five times before New Year's? Yeah. And this week, this is what the next four, five games look like for the Bucks: At Cleveland, at Detroit, at Detroit, home against the Cavs, home against the Cavs. Right. Why, why are we? And that game against Boston. Boston coming off the second, uh, they were coming off a back-to-back. So they didn't even play their right. starters in the second half. Like, we got to be able to schedule NBA games better than this, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's been kind of weird the way they've done this. And I get it. When you face a team numerous times, it becomes a little more intense and they're trying to add. It's funny because the NBA doesn't want any fights. They don't want anything to give a black eye to the, to the logo. But yet uh, they schedule these teams four times in a month. And, you know, all of a sudden, then, you know, you're pretty much done with them. And, uh, you know, you've got these intensity, you know, battles going on. And obviously Giannis trying to get the ball and the Pacers not letting them have it. And then the Pacers have, you know, beating the beating the Bucks numerous times this year. So it, you know, yeah, I agree with you. It's been kind of a kind of a funky schedule. But the Bucks uh, tomorrow night, uh, six thirty. Don't forget, speaking of tomorrow night, we got the Bill Michaels Huddle is back at it six to eight tomorrow night. So we've got that as well. That's all coming up. But uh, kudos to Marquette getting a win against Villanova and Dwayne Wade coming back home and making a huge donation, millions of dollars for a new basketball facility practice facility over on campus so they're going to do that and they're they're excited about that so so there you go so that's get you kind of caught up as to what's going on but I, we have not talked a lot about you know badger basketball or or marquette basketball for that matter but um it, did anybody see this coming out of great guards group is there anybody in this state that said, oh, man, guard's going to have a huge year? I think a lot of us looked at this with one eyebrow raised going, mm, I wonder where the scoring's going to come from. I wonder how they're going to play. Will they end up top 10 in the Big Ten or top four in the Big Ten? Because that, a lot of people looked at that saying, hey, you know, Bo never finished outside of the top four. So they, they've got a, they got a long way to go, you know, that type of thing. And, uh, man, they have been absolutely awesome, for lack of a better term. The Badgers have so Badgers right now the only undefeated in conference team in the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue even with a couple of losses and Purdue's now uh, what number two in the country after getting knocked off by Nebraska. I remember having 
long conversations with Zach Heilprin at the beginning of this season. And we're like, well, yeah, they're bringing back 90 to 95% of their scoring from last year, but last year's team missed the tournament, right? They, right. they weren't any good, but just adding AJ store in the portal and, and bringing in this, this last class with John Blackwell, there's just more players now. So there's a right. greater chance on any given night that someone's going to get hot. Everyone has to do a little bit less. This has been a really fun season of Badger basketball so far. It's 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 been without a doubt uh, an eye-opening season. So I'm uh, excited about it. And the fact that you got two teams in the top 20, I'm I'm excited about that. I mean, when basketball was how you got the Bucks, that if they figure out defensively anything in a positive light, they're going to be a formidable team. Uh, obviously, up until the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to go through March Madness by that point in time for the most part. And you've got two teams in the top 20. They're going to be in the tournament. Uh, who knows, uh, you know, what can happen with the rest of the in-state teams, whether or not they're able to actually maybe win the Horizon League tournament to find themselves in the tournament. But just uh, excited, uh, excited for basketball. I mean, I know we still got a lot of football left and we got to go through Super Bowl and such. And usually after Super Bowl is when everybody starts to put their eye towards basketball. But Man, it's been uh, the Badgers have been exciting to watch, and Marquette has too. The Fiserv Forum has been rocking and sold out. The the Marquette Golden Eagles have sold out the Fiserv numerous times this year. So, uh, a lot of good stuff going on in that area. But we continue on with uh, more and more of what the Green Bay Packers are doing, and more and more uh, talk, so uh, so to speak. Um, so anyway. Um, that being said, uh, this one's from Scott. Scott says, I think the uh, Packers have a fighting chance against Shanahan. There's nobody knows that knows, that knows it better than Matt LaFleur. Then again, it goes vice versa, too. It's just about whether or not they win their actual man-to-man matchups. I think the Packers are playing with inspired, uh, inspired football. I think the Packers are playing inspired football right now. He says with, but inspired football right now. And I believe the Packers at least have a fighter's chance. Again, just like the philosophy going in to Jerry World, just keep it close, and who knows, maybe they can pull off a victory in the end. And that's from Scott. Scott, appreciate the email. Scott, by the way, uh, listening to us up in Wausau, said he'll see uh, see us up there on Saturday night. So, good. Come on up from Wausau, man. Hell yeah. Uh, That's kind of like we never saw the Packers beating the Cowboys like that. So, the majority of us just felt, you know, hey, keep it close, and maybe you get the ball late in the ball game, you get a score, and then you're able to hold them off uh, before the very end, and you walk away with a victory. Same thing, I think, more so, more of a valid philosophy going into San Francisco. Uh, You heard Mike Silver a little bit earlier. With the the team, the lineup, everything that San Francisco has, defensively speaking, with Bosa and Armstead and Hargrave and – you know, Dre Greenlaw, you know, at the at the linebacker position with Fred Warner. And they, they just got such a staunch D. So you're going to have to be able to run the ball a little bit. And this, uh, if if he does it again, it'll be, what, five straight games, four or five straight games with a 100-yard rusher for Aaron Jones? He's I hot. mean, he was on a roll right now. Yeah, he's, he's hot so right hot. Now. So completely healthy. Um. You know, and you can say maybe that's the matchup. You know, maybe that's the matchup. Now, you, you, you can look at, again, Rasheed Walker and say, boy, if he can hold up the, the, the two tight end sets and such, chip blocking, keeping guys honest, and give Aaron Jones a little bit of, a little bit of breathing space, he's been good. And if you can run the football, and much like Mike Silver said, it just opens up everything. Uh, this is not a team that you're going to fake out with a lot of play action, though. Uh, the Packers just 
as, as much as we talk about motion and movement, um, look, the 49ers have seen it, been there, done that. They practice against it every day. But you just hope that, uh, that they don't have enough defensive secondary help to keep up with everything the Packers can throw at you. Uh, if you have to pick a matchup that could be huge, it may not be to me. It's it, Aaron Jones is keeping them honest. But the matchup that could be huge might be the tight ends. If the tight ends can make, uh, make some hay and just keep the sticks moving in Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, if they can keep the sticks moving and keep the linebackers back, because if they start moving the sticks, linebackers got to play on them and play back, which then opens up the run game. So there's a lot of complimentary football, offensively speaking, that has to go on. But if they can do that and just keep moving the sticks and grinding it out, I think the Packers got a legitimate shot. Offensively speaking, and, and you know, against the Packers' defense, Packers just have to put them in down-and-distance situations that are unfavorable in some way that makes Brock Purdy uncomfortable. Third and long has to be, has to be the priority. Has to be. And then pressure. You know, and then pressure. So that's uh, that's those that's what's really, really, really needed uh, in this ball game. I think for I mean it's kind of master of the obvious, but that's what's really needed for San Francisco uh, or for the Packers to beat San Francisco. You're you're going to have to dominate up front against Armstrong and Hargrave, and and be able to run the ball a little bit. Now the the Packers offensive line has been playing so much better here as of late, so maybe they can. I don't know. But this is a staunch 49ers team. And if the Packers win this game, they will have beyond earned it. Beyond earned it, no doubt. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up and find a way to do it, go ahead and do it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this was from Ken. Uh, do you think Rodgers watched the Packers game and thinks, what the hell? Maybe could have been uh, me playing still now. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers watched that game. And, you know, Aaron not that I want to get too deep into this. He's sitting there, I'm sure, with some kind of a, some kind of a, a petty jealousy, some kind of a, a thought for the organization, but with all the I love, uh, you know, Jordan Love. I I have got a lot of love for Jordan Love. I I you know all that kind of stuff, all his peace, love, and happiness crap. So, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm sure he was sitting at home watching it. I'm sure he's probably sending out a text message in some way, shape, or form. I hope nobody asks Jordan Love about it because you don't want any headlines to be Aaron Rodgers, especially at this time. It's all Jordan Love in that offense. So, but I I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But, you know, here's the question, and, and this was asked earlier this week, and I think it was actually during the postgame show. Do you think the Packers could have won that game or been this far with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? And my answer was no. No, and the reason why is because Rodgers, in his last year, and I kept saying it, you have to lower yourself to raise others up. You know, high tide raises all ships. But you got as a leader, you got to lower yourself down to the lowest guy on the roster to raise everybody else up. If you want people to play at your level, help them up. Don't tell Cobby's going to coach it up. Don't leave it to Lazard. Help them up. Help them up. 
throw your hand out. Or if they don't get it, lower yourself down to their level. Go back to, to quarterbacking one-on-one with them to make it more reasonable. And it just didn't seem like he had that in him towards the end. So, no, I, I don't think they would have been this. I don't think they would have won that game because I don't think they would have been this far, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Steve says, uh, first of all, a huge shout-out to the We Energy's linemen that have been working around the clock to restore the power in some brutal conditions, which we don't think about it, whether it's first responders or the people that are on the wires, uh, your cable providers, whatever. Uh, man, when I saw those guys in the bucket the other day, I don't envy them at all. Not at all. Man, kudos to them for going out in the elements and doing that stuff. So 100% agree. He said, I know there's still some out, but uh, they've been uh, working their asses off in freezing temperatures. Uh, as I listened uh, to your guest break down the upcoming game between the Packers and the Niners, the one burning question for me is, how do the Packers slow down the trio of McCaffrey, Samuel, and Kittle? I am so concerned about Brock Purdy but I think that McCaffrey, Samuel, and Kittle can shred them. Uh, I think you'll see Samuel on an end of round or two, and if they can somehow slow down the greatly improve or slow them down, they greatly improve their chances. As for the Packers' offense, the O line holds the key, slowing down that front four of Bosa, Young, Hargrave, and Armstead, and establishing some kind of running game is going to open up the passing game big time. I look forward to the big day uh, from the three rookies on offense: Reed, Musgrave, and Kraft and maybe even Dontavian Wicks. Lastly, they need to play a clean, disciplined game both sides of the ball and not give them any unnecessary yards via penalties. This week's going to be fun to watch unfold. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Steve, I couldn't agree more. I agree with everything you wrote. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. Hey, uh, big shout-out to Dan Della. Speaking of somebody working in the cold, Dan Della uh, from The Social House on West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. If you walk in, say, Dan, nice job. Nice job. Dan was the guy that responded uh, over on my social media post when I said, hey, I'm stuck in the driveway and we can't get out. No heat, no power, no nothing. And all we want to do is get to the hotel and uh, the car is stuck. And Dan said, okay, I'm jumping in my car, uh, my truck, bringing the plow over and damned if he didn't plow us out. So kudos to Dan Della. Thanks so much to him. And if you're heading over to the social house, great place. They had a big crowd over the weekend as well for their watch party for the uh, Packers. And the Dallas Cowboys have a big one coming up again Saturday night for the Packers and the 49ers. But Social House, West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, uh, indoors is where a lot of people are staying. And if you went to Master Z's and you got a pool table, bumper pool table, shuffleboard table, darts, accessories, games, you know, whatever, then you're probably going, oh, thank God that I did. That way I don't have to venture out into the cold weather this week. But uh, maybe you want to do that at home now that the Christmas uh, season has passed and the holidays are done. And you want to have yourself a Super Bowl party at the house or a March Madness watch party at the house. Or maybe just, you know, over spring break, you're going to have kids there. Whatever it happens to be. Whether it's for your home, like bars and bar stools, darts and dartboards, family fun games, you name it, or pool tables, shuffleboard, table games, table accessories, bumper pool, whatever, they've got it all, all at Master C's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them today, 262-746-5931. Huge showroom. You just, uh, just follow them on Facebook. Huge showroom. 
And uh, as they say, you can see it today and get it tomorrow. That's Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. But call for the in-store specials right now, 262-746-5931. And uh, who knows, uh, you're watching the Super Bowl, you're playing a little pool with friends, you're having a good time. It's kind of a nice night at home. Maybe the fire's going, whatever, you know. That way you're not venturing out into this cold and frigid weather. Uh, you know, otherwise, start thinking about the summertime. Start thinking about spring around the corner. And, you know, we're going to get some warmer weather next week. And maybe you're going to start thinking about upgrading the patio set or something. You can do that, too. They have all of that on hand at Master Z's in Blue Mountain Road on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Um. This is Jake, and Jake says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, I'll take a cigar. Yes, I was down at the Nice Ash this past weekend, had a great time. Great show, by the way, and I uh, would love to take a cigar. I did not get one. I left a little bit earlier, but good to see you, and thanks for talking with me and my girlfriend a little while about Packers football. Didn't mean to bug you, but glad to chat with you. There you go. Thanks so much. Absolutely. You want one? And you were down there? I'd be happy to get you one. Be happy to get you one. No doubt. Um, what else do we have here? We got JD says, uh, Hey, unit, my answer to the earlier question is in line with your thoughts. You can never hope for a loss during the playoffs, no matter how bad things were earlier. Heck, even if we're bad now, I still wouldn't wish for a loss. So if a win keeps Barry going in the next year, I'm all for it. But I would like to see them hire an assistant defensive coordinator or add someone to the defensive staff that would be capable of taking over as the coordinator should Barry start the season struggling again. And I would uh, think based upon the lack of enthusiasm for him, I would think Joe Barry would be okay with that. Heck, maybe it would even pressure him to be more aggressive and uh, do some things that he's been doing down the stretch over the past four games. Great show. Thanks. That's J.D. J.D., I, I still think, no matter what, I still think that, that he's, he's going to be gone. I still do. Uh, this is from Keith listening to us in Milwaukee. He said, do you think that the Packers run the table, make it to the Super Bowl, and win or lose? Joe Barry then is remaining as the defensive coordinator next year. If they get to a Super Bowl and this defense is leading the charge, then maybe. Then maybe. But I still, I, I don't. Again, why did it take you until week 15 to start? figuring this out you know there there it's not just about calling the defense it's not just about that it is about being a teacher of your defense and all the things that we were hearing over the first 13 14 15 weeks was communication 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 not on the same page didn't understand it that that's the kind of stuff that gets worked out in training camp and after the first one or two games of the season. It's not something that lingers for 13, 14 weeks, you know? So it, as much as maybe Joe goes, look what I just did. You also go back and go, look what we've done years, years earlier. Look what we did all season long in the struggles to the point where we're up there fielding questions about why shouldn't you be fired now? You know, uh, I think Matt LaFleur, and I don't know to what extent. I, I'm only speculating here. But I think Matt LaFleur had a walk down the hall and and become a little more involved in some way, shape, or form. I just do. Because it was that bad. It was that bad where the questions were being fired at Matt saying, why aren't you doing this? Well, I'm, I'm looking for solutions, so I don't have time for that right now. Well, why? 
Why, why wouldn't you? That might be the solution. Oh, well, you know. I mean, it was an uncomfortable back and forth, but it was something that was needed. And I got to think at that point, if not earlier, then Matt had already said something to Joe Barry or something was said. So, you know, I know it's not a popular decision, but I, I, I don't think he's coming back. But if going by your scenario and they make it to a Super Bowl, then I, I think there's probably a pretty legit chance that they would at least consider bringing him back. But I, I still of, uh, I'm of the, uh, the, the oak of no. Uh, Jeff says, as you know, I've been lobbying for you to bring a huddle to the Northwoods. This is awesome. See you Saturday at Loophole. Can't wait. That's Jeff listening to us in Manaqua. Jeff, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, this was from Sack. Sack says, uh, which is Kevin, he said, if the Packers can limit the mistakes and Joe Barry uh, doesn't revert back to what they were, they have a chance. It was proven earlier this season. Brock Purdy's a human being. Put pressure on him, and he's going to make some mistakes and throw a couple of interceptions. Don't throw in the towel on him just yet. That's from Kevin. Kevin, I agree. Don't throw in the towel yet. Look, the bottom line is this. You get pressure. You get some turnovers. You're able to score consistently. you, you got a legitimate shot of winning the game. But if you get down by one, two scores, and you're expected to come back, on them in Santa Clara, that's not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's not this it's not this crazy dip, dis, uh, difficult recipe to beat the 49ers. It's not. It's run a little bit of the ball, keep them honest, be able to move it, spread it around, spread it around. That's probably the biggest um, note that I can bring, give you. Spread it around. Spread it around. We're going to talk more about this when we come back. And uh, the reason why, which is kind of cool, but uh, coming up here in the next segment, going to talk a lot about the quarterback play. Mike Sando. Mike Sando is uh, going to join us from The Athletic. He does a lot regarding quarterback play. So we're going to talk with Mike Sando uh, coming back, and uh, we'll talk with him when we return. Stay where you are at. We're not done yet. Not done by any stretch of the imagination. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at One Collision County Line. And, uh, God, I hope you're okay. And I hope the cars are okay. But if they weren't and you got a fender better or a ding, whatever it happens to be, County Line, Menominee Falls. County Line, One Collision on County Line in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. 262-251-1700. They do fantastic work. They work directly with the insurance companies. They will keep you uh, apprised of everything every step of the way via text. It'll pop up, and you know, hey, today we're doing this. We've got body work. Today the parts came in. We got this. Today we're sending it to paint. Today this is the day you can pick it up. All that kind of stuff. It'll just keep coming to your phone. One Collision County Line. That's One Collision County Line. Menominee Falls, 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show talking quarterback play in the postseason. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continuing on. We certainly appreciate you being here today on this uh, Tuesday, frigid Tuesday, but sun, sun shining. 
Hopefully it's shining uh, next Sunday and Monday when the Green Bay Packers go into San Francisco and uh, maybe shock the world yet again and knock off the 49ers. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, to talk more about it, Mike Sando and the Athletic breaking down uh, quarterback play all throughout the NFL and in addition to that, the, the postseason at Sando NFL on X. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm not doing as well as Packer fans, but I'm doing pretty well. I've got a Packer fan in the house, though. He's very, very happy, my, my youngest son is. <laughs> had his Darnell Savage jersey on, uh, and it was a good time to wear it. He had a big game. So. Yeah. Yes, he did. Pick six, man. Heck, yeah. That was really the uh, pretty much the nail in the coffin, I thought, at that point. And that really put him up, and all of a sudden you saw the jaws drop and a lot of uh, Dallas Cowboys fans. So, absolutely. Um, what, was, what was your thought coming into this season when you started to look at the quarterback play and you looked at Jordan Love and people talking about whether or not Love would be the real deal or not? Give me your thoughts on Jordan Love. Um, yeah, I, I would say just cautiously optimistic going into the year. You knew he had some talent, but you thought there would be, uh, you know, a, a noticeable drop off situationally, probably from what you're used to, you know, for sure with Aaron Rodgers even coming off of a down year. So, uh, the fact that they were so young at receiver probably made him look a little rougher around the edges early, uh, in the year. But I did feel like they had a pretty good team, and I thought they had a chance to win the division or at least push for the division um, because of some of the talent throughout their roster. I didn't really expect him to come on as strong as he did the second half of the year. I mean, he really had a, a great year, kind of a you know an Aaron Rodgers-type statistical year from a touchdown-interception ratio, some of those things. And that's continued to build. So I think he's definitely exceeded – uh, ultimately, what we thought would happen after initially it kind of looked a little rough. The uh, the play of Brock Purdy, uh, we saw him, uh, you know, not even take a regular season loss until six seven weeks into the season. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like the wheels came off. He started throwing picks. They needed to regroup, and then after the bye week, they looked really good. But give me your thoughts on Brock Purdy moving forward as well. Uh, so I think he's definitely a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, for a couple reasons. I think he's a better anticipatory thrower, doesn't have to hold it as long. So when they get guys open, he's really good at, at finding them on time, in rhythm. Uh, and then he has a little bit more kind of playmaking ability. If it does break down, he might roll out to the right, and then he will take some chances. I think that's, you know, he'll throw a touchdown pass kind of across the field, but it might, the defender might have a chance at it. So uh, if they're if they've got McCaffrey going and the run game going, it's really hard to get the ball from him, right? To turn him over, because uh, then I feel like they're just such on schedule. It's almost like the Dolphins when they're going. You know, it just gets to be really hard, and the throws he can throw them early, and you can't get to them, and it's it's really frustrating. But you know, if you score first, get them ahead, or or you can get him you know, a little bit off of his rhythm with the run game, maybe not be in there, make him scramble a bit, I think he will give you some chances uh, because he's a little daring uh, in that context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the we had Michael Silver on a little while ago, and he said he's kind of got a little Brett Favre in him where he doesn't have a fear a of throwing into a tight window. So yeah, maybe you can uh, tip a ball or two. Maybe you can find one into your own arms and – see what happens. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of like uh, look at these two quarterbacks moving into this contest with the supporting cast that they have? I mean, obviously huge talent, all pro talent in, in San Francisco, whereas 
Jordan Love's just spreading it around to everybody. He's got Aaron Jones running the ball extremely well. He's got two tight ends that are really starting to come of age, wide receivers nobody would ever heard of that are starting to make catches. How do you handicap this game? I think it's a little bit uh, – it's tough because I think more so than Dallas, the 49ers, the run game is is a huge part of their DNA and just baked into what they do. So if you can stop it, great, or if you can get way ahead of them, great. You know, those things are possible. But I do feel like their run game component is such a part of their identity that it makes them a little bit harder to stop than like a Dallas team that's really trying to get Dak Prescott going, and that's kind of it. They don't have as good of a run game. Now, the flip side of that is that I think you're absolutely right. The the Packers' run game is viable, too. That's kind of why I picked them last week. I picked, I mean, getting the points. I didn't say for sure they'd win outright, but I felt like they'd be able to run the ball. I think that's a huge friend for any quarterback. I think it really, really helps uh, Jordan Love. It helps Matt LaFleur, just gives him a, you know options and the ability to play. I, I thought it was great in the Dallas game that they – Stumbled a little run game early. They looked off some of those pitches. You know, the, remember the pitch, kind of the the vertical run, and they ran into his own player. And you're thinking, don't give up on it, just stick with it. And they did, and it was there for them. So, I think that's a huge component of what they've got going for Green Bay. I think it was one of the reasons the running back injuries they had was one of the reasons that you know it could have been harder for them going to the playoffs. But I think they've got it. I think they're in a good spot. Yeah, the both of these teams too very much uh, relying upon motion, movement, guys in motion. Mm-hmm. They utilize uh, Debo Samuel to run the ball. You know, Jaden Reed runs the ball for for uh, you know the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they're very very similar. I can't imagine anything that Shanahan or Lafleur are going to see that they haven't seen before. You know what I mean? I totally agree. I, I think it's a uh, you know you're you're a little worried from a Green Bay standpoint that Shanahan's been sitting there for two weeks, right? <laughs> And he's right. just a great—he's a great schemer. So that's probably an advantage for them. The rest is probably an advantage for them. Uh, but I feel like for the Packers, it's really just opportunity. They're—they're they're in a house money mode. I mean, no one really thought they were going to necessarily make the playoffs or win a playoff game. So it doesn't feel like there's downside in this game from a Packers standpoint, is there? There's just upside. Uh, looking at the rest uh, of the postseason here, you've got a young guy in C.J. Stroud. Now we've got two young guys and two guys that are relatively inexperienced when it comes to the postseason in love and, and Brock Purdy. But C.J. Stroud, give me your thoughts on this guy because you t- I, I, didn't, I, I thought he'd be better coming out of Ohio State because Ohio State quarterbacks just come into the league to die. But I didn't expect this level of play out of him. Did you? Oh, no. No, I thought he was the best quarterback prospect in the draft, but I thought going to Houston, they played a really tough schedule of hard defenses early in the year, and you really just thought it was going to, you know, first-time offensive coordinator. Really the smart money was to bet against C.J. Stroud in the rookie year. So I think what they've been able to do is just remarkable. Uh, it's really great. It reflects so well on everybody there, their coach, their their play caller, Stroud, of course, himself. So I... I I'm thoroughly impressed. I think it's the most impressive rookie season. I couldn't find another one I, I dug through. You know, there's been some other good rookie seasons, but not really backed up with uh, what he's done in the playoffs. Not even Dan Marino, who started only nine games as a rookie. So I think that's really notable for him and them. Now it's a little bit of a different challenge. You're going to go on the road, outdoor type of a game, you know, against a, a really good Baltimore defense that's schemed well and it should be rested. So it's a, I think it's a much bigger test for them uh, this week than last week was. 
Also, we didn't know that Cleveland's defense was kind of going to be in shambles. Their secondary, the safety spot, was horrific. I didn't mm-hmm. think that. We didn't know that going in, but they were really bad. So I think it's another level. Just keep raising the bar, and you don't put anything past C.J. Stroud. I think he's he gives them chances and really gives your whole team confidence when you have a quarterback that plays like that. Yeah, that's another team that's definitely playing with house money. Talking with Mike Sando of the Athletic, breaking down a lot of the quarterback play in the National Football League, but he goes up against a veteran and a guy that, for all intents and purposes, is going to win the MVP in, in Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson, I've never thought of him as being an overly accurate passer. This year, he was an accurate passer. He did everything. And I, do you just put that all on health, the fact that this is a complete season of health for him? You know what I think? I think that he's in a great place, kind of mentally. And I I think the issues that were kind of coming down the line with him the last few years with, you know, the the COVID situation and that season and then the contract thing was looming. I think it kind of was a distraction and and not positive for his mindset. And then I think they resolved that and he was able to get his contract. And then at the same time, remember before they did that, they really made some good gestures towards him. Hey, we'll pay $15 million a year for Odell Beckham Jr. Now, for most teams, if Green Bay or somebody else had signed Odell Beckham Jr. for $15 million, we'd probably criticize the deal. I mean, he's not worth that. What are you doing? But I think it was symbolic of an embrace of this player, Lamar Jackson, and kind of he got his deal. He's getting his wide receivers. They're going to let him throw the ball more. I think he's just in a better place. I think that's a huge part of this for him. And so, you know, now you go, though, where the pressure's on you, and he has the playoff legacy to overcome, too, right? He hasn't won in the playoffs. And so for some of these teams, when you get this far, you you know, the goalposts kind of move, and we're judging you. We already know you've been an MVP. We already know you're a pro bowler. If you lose in this round like Dak Prescott, that can kind of define you, right, after you've had success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Now, a guy that's been there, done that, uh, over uh, on the Sunday games is Jared Goff. Jared Goff and, and obviously Patrick Mahomes have both been to Super Bowls. Baker Mayfield, we're talking about Baker Mayfield winning with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and looking good doing it, taking on the Lions up in uh, Detroit. And then Patrick Mahomes, for the first time in his career, going on the road in the playoffs. He's got to go into an angry Buffalo and Highmark Stadium, and hopefully they're completely dug out by then. But nevertheless, he's got to go there and try to win on the road against a team that's been incredibly dangerous down the stretch. So let's talk about the the first one and the Lions and Jared Goff and what they're doing in Detroit that is just right now special for them. Yeah, it's been a great season for them. I think think the coach – your coach really believing in your quarterback is a big deal. You know, we've seen it with Pete Carroll and and Geno Smith. We've seen it with – uh, Dave Canales and the, and Todd Bowles with Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, we I just mentioned about it with Lamar, and certainly Jared Goff is somebody who, you know, could have. Jared Goff's one of these quarterbacks, like a lot of them in the middle. They can look pretty good, and they can look really bad. And a lot of the variable is what's around them and who's believing in them or not. And so, I think Goff was always talented. He was obviously the first pick in the draft. But he's got people believing in him, and he's got a good offensive line. He's got some good weapons. He's got a good scheme. All those things come together, and he is a, a new man from where he has been a couple other spots in his career. I think he's still, you know, there's still a, a way to beat him, right? He's not, they're not just amazing. I think if he's disrupted or you, you get to him, he's not going to overcome that as well as, as some guys. And that becomes the interesting part of this game because Todd Bowles is going to 
come after you. And I think the Eagles were just horrific in being able to deal with the blitzes, and that's been a problem for them all year, just from a scheme standpoint. So Detroit's going to be better on that, probably going to make him pay a little bit more. But that matchup, Ken Todd Bowles, sort of solve Jared, Jared Goff is a is really big one. Uh, the other one, uh, obviously two veterans that have been there done that. However, we have not seen Josh Allen get to a Super Bowl. And they are a team right now that's, for whatever reason, everything's beginning to click. Their new offensive coordinators made the offense look so much better. Give me your thoughts on the matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen coming up on Sunday night. Yeah, I think it ends for the Bills this week. You know, I do. I think Kansas City uh, looks a little bit refocused, and I I really admire what Buffalo's been able to do. Um, I did think they'd beat the Steelers handily, but this is a different team they're playing now, and I still feel like some of the issues around Buffalo are still there. Number one, their defense is injured and got more injured, so that's a problem uh, in the game. They're not playing Mason Rudolph and the and the Steelers, they're playing, you know, Mahomes, who who perked up. They got Rasheed Rice playing a little more, a little better. Uh, I fig- figure Travis Kelsey in the playoffs now, you know, is going to be um, a little bit better. So I think you're getting an on-point Kansas City team that's probably getting a little better, still good on defense. I think they match up pretty well. Probably should have won the first game uh, against Buffalo, but the Bills were in more of a desperation mode. I see this going to Kansas City. Always great to talk to you. I certainly appreciate it, and I know it's a long shot, but we're knocking on wood. Maybe the Packers get a win, shock the world, and end up in an NFC Championship game. Maybe in Detroit even, where they've already beat uh, the Lions on a major stage during Thanksgiving, so who knows. And then your kid gets to continue to wear the Savage jersey for a while. Well, here's the deal. He he wanted to buy a Jordan Love one, but these are big investments. You know, it's a lot of money for a kid. You know, so he he couldn't quite do it, and – and then he checked after the game, and they're on back order. Jordan Love's on back order now. He could have got it last week. I said, if you just had more faith in your guy, you right. could have just bought it ahead of time. And, and you know, right. hey, Jordan Love jersey's going to be hot now. <laughs> you, you, you're damn straight. Absolutely. I, Mike, appreciate it very much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, we'll see you. There you go. Mike Sando of The Athletic. Uh, he breaks down a lot of quarterback play at Sando NFL over on X. At Sando NFL. S-A-N-D-O. At Sando NFL over on X. Hey, our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort, they want me to tell you snow is a fall and the trails aren't open yet, but uh, they are making their own snow up at the Pine Mountain. So if you're ready to go skiing, you can do that as well. The Al Capone Roaring Twenties weekend last weekend was a huge success. The pictures are all over Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they had a blast. Everybody comes in costume and has a great time. Now they have wine dinners. They have at the end of the month the Chocolate Fest is going on in the Muscano Island. And uh, eventually here, as it continues to uh, flurry and snow a little bit, they're going to get the trails open. But over at the Pine Mountain Resort, the ski resort, the, uh, the, the mountain is open. So Pine Mountain is going to be open as well. But if you're looking for a great getaway, if you're looking just to get to the north, the northeastern portion of the state, up by the UP, that's a great place to go. Just above Crivets or all the way into the UP for Pine Mountain. Both places, awesome, awesome places to stay. 715-938-5110. Call our girl Barb. B-A-R-B. Call Barb. Say, hey, Barb. Heard it on the Bill Michaels show, and she will say, great. You get 15% off your say. 715-938-5110. That's 715-938-5110. Get a hold of Barb and say, you heard it right here. You get 15% off of your stay. Again, 715-938-5110. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort on the Muscano Island or the Pine Mountain Resort up in the UP. Both places. Awesome. A lot of fun. We wrap it up next in the Bill Michael. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Even when the weather outside is frightful, your energy bill could be much more delightful. Hi, I'm Gina Della from Pella. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry, designed to keep the cold outside where it belongs. You'll help kick the January blues when you choose to book by the 31st for 0% interest up to 36 months. You heard that right. No interest for up to 36 months if you book by January 31st. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. With maximum design flexibility and dramatic sizes, custom colors, finishes, profiles, product types, and more. Hurry to get the 0% interest up to 36 months. You have to book by January 31st. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. Welcome back. A lot of good things going on out in Lake Country. Okachi, to be exact, uh, smoke on the water. They have got today, you get $4 off your meal because anything under zero when it comes to the weather, you get that amount of money off your deal. So if you go in today and you're going to buy a lunch and it's 12 bucks, you get 4 bucks off. It's that simple. That's what they're doing out there. So if you're going to look for something to eat today, stop in the smoke on the water and uh, hope for cold temperatures because anything in the negative gets you money off. Uh, that's Smoke on the Water in Okachi Lake right there on uh, Wisconsin Avenue out in Okachi. Or there's Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus in Hubertus, the good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. Either place you cannot go wrong. They have great food at both. Great food, great times at both. And uh, they know how to make an old-fashioned there, too. Trust me. Oh, good old-fashioned there. They even have smoked drinks now. Over there, whether it's smoked margaritas or smoked old fashions and such, they have that over there too. So uh, I know we don't have a lot of time for it, but uh, is there anything? And I usually I fire off a of what do we miss, but we really didn't touch base on this today, Grant. So is there anything that we specifically missed today? The show was so good. I I, I don't think we missed much. I guess one little bit of breaking news that kind of matters: uh, the Saints fired their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. Okay. So maybe he now goes to Denver to follow Sean Payton. Who knows? That was about it. I figured maybe we'd have news on the Eagles coaching job or the Cowboys coaching job. But remember when Jerry Jones let go of um, Jason Garrett? He took forever, right? That got that yeah. got dragged out way longer than it probably needed to. So I, I don't really know what to expect with some of these coaching decisions. Gotcha. Well, you know, not a... You know, not a whole lot of movement today, but you know you've got some big names that are out there. Unlike other years, you've got big names that are out there still. And uh, so now, you know, now we uh, kind of just play the waiting game. And uh, still no smoke coming out of Jerry World as to whether or not they're going to be white or black papal smoke. So who knows what's going on down there. Um, you do have uh, basketball tonight. You've got the Badgers on the road taking on the Penn State Nittany Lions tomorrow night. you got Bucks basketball back 
uh, in Cleveland. They're going to be taking on the Cavs tomorrow night. That's a nationally televised game, too, by the way. So you got the uh, the Bucks back at it tomorrow. Tomorrow night, we are going to be uh, you know on the air with the Bill Michael Huddle, 6 to 8. But the big news of the day for at least this program is we are going to be coming to the Northwoods on uh, County Road L, just above Tomahawk. We are going to be at Loopholes coming up on Saturday night, a watch party for the Green Bay Packers, and then the Green and Gold, uh, Green and Gold postgame show coming up immediately following. So if you're in the Northwoods, we're coming. We're coming. We're excited to be coming up there. A lot of people have responded already. And whether you're in Manaqua or Wausau, Stevens Point, right there in Tomahawk, whatever it happens to be in the surrounding areas, get uh, get ready. Plan to come on over. We are coming to the Northwoods, and uh, we couldn't be more excited about it. I'm, I, I know I am. I'm, I'm thrilled. I love the Northwoods. Love God's country. Going to be up there this weekend. So that's the big uh, that's uh, that's the big news. So there you go. All right, that's it. Another one in the books. Back at it again tomorrow. 20 hours from now, we'll talk again. Until then, have a go. See ya.